0: Hello everyone, and welcome back to the Arithuanian Chronicles. Chapter 3 The Trapped Lights The light will engulf the darkness of the river. They shall lose someone they treasure. Fourth stanza in the Rulers of prophecy of the return. Noor screamed as she fell and her mind was swarmed with so many questions that she felt bad she was going to die with these questions unanswered. As she fell, she was somehow forced to be falling face first, even though she assumed she'd be doing 360s until she hit the ground and broke her neck. Noor looked ahead of her, but her eyes were watery. The wind came rushing towards her, and it was like shards of ice thrusted in her eyes. She assumed that this was what skydivers felt, and she had been right when she refused to go sty- skydiving with her younger sister before. Noor squinted against her teary eyes and found a mountain at the distance. The mountain was made of crystal-like rock that had the lights trapped inside of it, green and purple and blue. It spanned all of the enormous crystalline mountain, moving inside it like smoke trapped in a bottle. Noor thought that this was this was the most beautiful thing she had ever seen, and for a moment the world quieted around her. Her friends had to stop screaming and wind stopped rushing and her eyes stopped tearing. For a moment in time, she felt as if she was hovering there. The light inside the mountain shifted and moved. Noor squinted and she could have sworn that the lights moved in specific directions, the green overlapping the purple and the blues forming in circles, and in the matter of a second, a face was formed. A face with childish features and eyes so blue that Noor couldn't help but be mesmerized. Wake me up. I'm waiting for you. Noor had only seconds to gesture what was happening when the wind started rushing towards her face again, her her eyes became teary and the screams of her friends returned to her in a rush that Noor hit the ground face first. Noor groaned and then she flung her eyes open, she groaned, she wasn't dead, she felt with her hand around her and found that the thing that had cushioned her fall was snow a thick layer of it with reluctance and protest from her bones she managed to get herself on her knees she looked around and thank god her friends were all alive and counted for nur sighed in relief and at that moment Yuda called for her Yuda called for her again and she turned to him her eyes going wide his legs were crossed under him and yusuf's head was on his lap his shirt taken off revealing the huge wound in his shoulder in his right hand, the sanitizer he uses for his glasses and in his left was dishes. He looked at her and she blinked multiple times. She looked at Yusuf and his face was an irritating shade of grey. Noor remembered with Azul the wound Yusuf had, the one Yuto was trying to sanitize. Noor, you had that extra hijab with you, right? Yuto asked. She remembered the incident where Layla spilled her coffee on Noor's hijab accidentally and Nur changed it. It was a peaceful day, Nora was sitting down, contemplating why she chose to further education, and Laila stood behind her, drinking coffee and doing the same when someone pushed Laila and spilled coffee all over Noor's hijab. But today, Noor didn't think she'll be needing it, since the day supposedly wasn't that long. She couldn't take her hijab off, of course, and even if she had an extra hijab, she couldn't find her bag anywhere near her. She stood up and looked around. They were in a clearing of some sort. Beyond it, oak trees rose. Though they weren't as tall as Nora expected them to be. As short as she was, she could still see the peak of the crystallized mountains she spotted earlier. Mohammed and Yasser were already up searching for the bags. Gina and Maryam had their phones out, trying to get a signal, most probably. The others were huddled around Yuto as he was scooping up snow, turning it into snowballs in his hands, then putting it on Yusuf's forehead. It turned to water and inert in an irritating speed. Yusuf started coughing, which didn't make sense. A wound could cause an infection, yes, but coughing like this? Yusuf coughed again as if in defiance of of Nur-Nel limited knowledge of such cases, and she didn't know what to do. Right now, she felt as useless as a bucket of cold water in the middle of an icy forest such as the one they were in. Then Nur finally took it in, or more likely asked the question she knew everyone would be asking if Yusuf was okay, where were they? An icy forest, a disappearing elevator, a fiery creature trying to kill them. What on earth was happening? Noor walked to Gina and Miriam, maybe she could help them, but they were already putting their phones away. No luck, Gina said, her hair looked electrified, and so did Miriam's. Where are we anyway? Miriam asked, looking around and up as where the elevator was supposed to be. This can't be possible, but somehow it makes sense. If you mean falling from the sky and managing to stay alive, then no, it doesn't make sense. If you mean being attacked by an animated fire that talked, then no, it doesn't make sense. If you mean the elevator going down and leaving us here, then no, it doesn't make sense. Noor said, her anger and worry and anxiety ganged the rest of her. She hated being in a place or being put in a position where she didn't know what she was supposed to do or where she was supposed to go. Yusuf coughed again and the three of them turned. Yusuf's throat seemed swollen, and, her, and his graying face seemed to be turning red. Yuta's hand hands were shaking as he looked down at Yusuf. He blinked multiple times and looked up. We need help. We got the bags, Hamad yelled. He and Yasir dumped the bags beside Yutu, and he ransacked them, not caring about anyone as he got some wipes and tissues out. He kept trying to clear the wound, but the wound seemed clear enough. He's boiling hot. The ice isn't even working, and we are in damned land filled with it. Noor felt helpless. Her friend was literally dying and they were stranded alone in a desert of snow. Noor kneeled next to Yusuf and for a reason she felt that what she was about to do was going to work as she put her hand on his forehead and closed her eyes. She didn't understand it but she felt something inside of her move. Something telling her that this would keep him alive until someone would come. She felt that someone would come and help them. and and then she felt it, the thing that moved inside of her moving to her fingertips, and in the small space between the fingertips and Yusuf's forehead, Nur could see a glow with a bluish hue, she smiled a little, as if the ground shook beneath her and she looked at the others who seemed to be feeling the same, she then heard shouts and immediately got up, the glow slowly disappearing but it gave her time to see it, someone was coming and they didn't have anything on them to defend themselves. They had a wounded friend and next to nothing in their bags, but useless note that wouldn't do them any good. People started appearing from the clearing, everyone stood, but Yudah didn't as he still had Yusuf's head on his lap, but he turned his head to see who was coming. The men and women coming in their direction. In their hands there were swords and guns, Lur stood there, frozen, and the people marched their direction and halted a few inches away from them. Noor started reading Quran because she was probably going to die now. The man at their head spoke in a language she didn't understand. He was a tall man with a rough voice, his pale face filled with scars and his left eye was closed with an even bigger scar, and his right one was a pale blue. His hair was white and cut short, the man was wearing sweatpants and a flannel as if he was brought from the comfort of his home directly to where they were. The man spoke again but she didn't understand what he said. We need help, Noor yelled, surprising himself that she was the one to talk. The tall man tilted his head, clearly not understanding her. She tried again, but in Arabic, and he still didn't understand her. Nadim tried in German, his anger cleared and caused one of the women to stretch her hand to her side. In a second, a crystallized sword-like shaped thing appeared, materializing in her hand and then a layer broke, leaving a sword in the woman's hand. Nadim took a step back, slightly raising his hand to tried to ask him in Japanese but still nothing, Yasser tried in Spanish and Laila tried in Turkish, still nothing. Yusuf coughed, and the tall man looked at him, then at Noor. Nur nodded at the man, we need help, she said again. She pointed at Yusuf's wound and throat, help, help. The tall man nodded and said something with a shout. A second later, a shorter man appeared next to him. The tall man nodded in Yusuf's direction and the throat man nodded and hurried. The short man kneeled next to Yusuf and looked at the wound, he nodded and moved his hand over it. Immediately the wound started crystallizing and Yusuf's face seemed to relax, just a little. The short man touched Yusuf's throat and winced. He looked up at the tall man and shook his head, then spoke in a language he didn't understand again. What does he mean, why did he shake his head like that? Yuta asked in a low voice, we are not leaving Yusuf, we are not leaving him here. Nur turned to the tall man to find him holding a book in his hand he spoke in the books direction and its pages started turning on its own, when it reached the page he wanted, he nodded and started speaking loudly, multiple colorful lines came out of the book and floated above Noor and the others, it was so beautiful that Noor stretched a hand to touch them, she could physically feel the colors, soft and smooth, Noors ear popped as she started understanding few words like speak, language, them, when the tall man was done, he closed the book and handed it to the woman who had summoned her sword when demons got running I am Bellemarondo, the tall man said, I am the mayor of Batrish Town, who are you and where are you from? We're from Egypt, Leilas answered, Egyptians, Egypt, I never heard of it, he struck his beard thinking, where is Egypt, Um, Africa, yes he replied, where is Africa, Bellemarondo asked, Noon narrowed her eyes. He wanted to be certain of something, but she didn't know what. Planet Earth, now, can you heal him? Yutu yelled as Yusuf coughed again with blood this time. By the imagination, creator's unknown name. Belmerando's eye widened. Barawan, Belmerando called, Seize him to safety. If they are saying the truth, then they... to turned to them again. If you are lying to where you are from, there will be consequences. Nur gulped and nodded. We aren't lying. I will tell you everything that happened.